No, it's fine. Oh. Welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. My name is Emily. And my name is Andrew. And uh, if I didn't uh, need coffee before, I don't need it now because... Oh, there was Years. a... Ouch. And you see a Zencaster logo um, either under Andrew or myself, depending on how this random software decides to edit this uh, episode. Um <laughs> And uh, we we have it play the intro for us. And if I forget to re-add the intro the week before, instead of playing the intro, it just plays very loud static. So it's <clears throat> basically what my brain sounds like. Is it raining? Where are you? Yeah. Are? It hasn't rained in like a couple weeks. That's strange. <laughs> In Seattle? In right? this economy? <laughs> nah. Yep. Yeah. The price of rain is too damn high. <laughs> the price of rain. You're not going to play that guitar all, all the whole episode, are you? No, I'm not going to play the whole episode. I was just playing while I was waiting for you to get online. <clears throat> yeah, I was a little... Um, the cat was too cute this morning. That's the story I'm going with. Just had to snuggle her up some more. No, I haven't played my acoustic in far longer than I care to admit. So I tuned it up and was just plucking at it. Uh, every time I like go to pick a, a guitar, I'm like, I'm going to plug in an amp and effects. It's going to be lots of fun. And then every once in a while, I'm like, well, I mean, I, I suppose I could play the acoustic. And then I do. I'm like, oh, this is nice. Yeah. It's yeah. more like the Acoustasonic because you can do either or both. Right. Yeah. I'll set this over here, suppose. You ever learn a song and you're like, good golly, I thought this was a song for children and then it's hard. Because I learned, um, I I did a demo for the software called Coach Guitar. Um, If you want to try it, it's a seven day free trial, no credit card required. Um, Link in video description or show notes. And it's tutorials on how to play popular songs mostly. I think it's pretty neat. There's like really cool tablature that you can download and stuff. And then it plays the different parts of the song really slowly. So I was going through, I want you back and I'm like, damn, that's a lot harder than I thought it was. Especially, you're like, what spider monkey wrote this? Like, absolute spider fingers. Like, whoa. I know James Jamerson played the bass part, and he's just a, a monster. So, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Someone woke up was like, you like jazz? That, that person chose, like, funky violence. Like, yes. What app was that? CoachGuitar.com. Okay. Affiliate link in... Uh, video description. I prefer notes. Gucci guitar myself, but yeah, but you know, you can use ours. If you decide to sign up, we get like two bucks or something. So again, free trial. Don't even need your credit card to like look at all the things. So the Louis Vuitton, Louis Vuitton, yeah, Louis Vuitton guitar, not, not as exciting. The first like sign up we got, I was like, there's something wrong with their affiliate system because it said I was going to get 200 euro for the first sign up. I was like, I'm just going to quit my job and just start pushing this on everybody. I know everybody's going to sign up for coach guitar. I'm going to make this app a success. Finally, an MLM worth it. I know. (laughs) Where are the MLMs of guitar? (laughs) You know, that's a great question. Apparently that's apparently it's wait a minute. That that's there's a very misogynistic joke in there about like this is how we get wives to play guitar. But ooh, 
but you made it anyway. <laughs> you knew you shouldn't, and then you did it, Andrew. I did. Uh, no, I. Th- <sighs> what would an MLM for guitars even look like? Like just accessories, maybe. Well, it has to be something that people can f- buy and then resell. Yep. Um, and feel like they have their own business. I think it's like, so there are, there are lots that are products like the, the shake weight thingy, Shakeology. Those are Mm. done in tandem with like workouts. So like you have your personal coach. So I think it would be something that'd be like in tan, like lessons in tandem with buying it but what would you buy that's like ongoing because that's another thing it's like most of what you buy for for, for the most part with with a few exceptions is stuff that you you can get on an ongoing basis shakeology is foods essential oils candles you burn uh leggings fall apart um what guitar picks Guitar picks, String? straps, strings, general accessories. Accessor- I So I think it would have to be accessories based. I think there'd have to be an educational element to it. But part of the Shakeology was that it helped you reach your goal of becoming skinny. Let's sure. say healthy, but skinny. Let's be real. So what, what could... I think it would have to be like you're buying lessons in tandem with... So I think it's like those ads that happen before like YouTube videos, like stop learning music theory, learn this instead. I think that's the MLM of the guitar world. Yeah, it could be something like that, but there there has to be some sort of like a feel good slacktivism tie in. I think that is it though, because you're not learning theory because you're someone actually bought one of those courses and it was. Basically, instead of calling them like notes, you call them feelings or something dumb like that. Nice, very new age. Yeah, it was very new age, like Christian Christian Gnosticism kind of shit. <laughs> that was no, I, I'm trying to think through like because my experience with some of um, like MLMs, uh, like people I know around me that have done it. Oh, and can we explain what a, an MLM is for people? Because MLM is multi level marketing. Uh, which in let's be honest, it's a pyramid scheme. So it's the, Hey, do you want, it, it usually starts off with some sort of a pitch. Like someone, you know, reaches out and says, Hey, are you tired of working for a big corporation? Would you like to be your own boss? Would you like to own your own business? Would you like to set your own hours, uh, run it your way, et cetera, et cetera. Work from home work. And had, yeah. And so it's a, they sell you product at a, at a steep discount that you then turn around and resell to your friends. Mm-hmm. Now they get commission they on call the product. It ne- they call it network marketing now. Oh, that's because, new. because you sell it to your, your network of friends. Uh, generally other it, it's like Andrew said, because you set your own hours because you are your own boss, because you can do it from home. It really appeals to ho- housewives. Yep. Stay-at-home moms. Yep. So they would sell to other stay-at-home moms. So the money's not selling the product. The money is in getting your other friends to also sign up and start doing it. And you start getting a slice of the pie for every friend that you get to join. So if you yeah. get 5% of one friend's sales, and if you get 10 and friends to sign up. And part of their joining fee. Yep. And their membership uh, fees. Yeah, I mean, the, depending on the MLM, there's all those different incentives to get your other friends to sign up and start selling to their friends and therefore creating a pyramid. Yeah. And <clears throat> something uh, like 99% of them lose money. Yep. I think I read somewhere that the average, like, Mary Kay person sells, not nets, grosses $200 in sales a year. Right. I mean, because there's only so much you can sell to your friends, especially if you're getting your friends to also turn around and sell, your ability to sell just got truncated. But it's uh, widely documented. It's an often predatory business scheme, uh, which I think is deeply unfortunate. Uh, I'm not a big fan of preying on people like that, but 
Yeah, they will they will do things like you'll see wild things like they'll tell women, oh, you can't afford to get the intro package. You should try selling your breast milk. I've literally seen that they'll they'll prey on people who like like weight loss is a big one. They'll try to prey on people for that. Um, Even people who have had like eating disorders or disorder eating. It's really weird and gross and and, um, culty. It it can be. And there's always like the, if you sell enough, you could own a car, but it's never like you actually own the car. The company is just leasing it. Yeah. They'll, they'll actually, they'll pay for the lease payments, but you don't actually own the car. The company still owns the car. So once you go below that threshold again, they take the car right away from you. Right. Uh, or if you, you know, say uh, something terrible about folks during Black Lives Matter protest, uh, which I remember happening back in 2020 for like a Mary Kay salesperson. She did something heinous and Mary Kay was like, yeah, that car is now ours. Stuff like, and you're no longer a salesperson, that kind of stuff. But that doesn't that neither- sound like, that doesn't sound, doesn't really sound like being your own boss, but what the fuck do I know? No, but the the reason why I say slacktivism is, uh, I mean, slacktivism being the, I want to help the poor people, but I don't actually want to do anything. And I just want it to be incorporated with part of my day-to-day life, like buying shoes. Look at the Tom's business model. Look, I bought myself shoes, which is something I was going to do anyways. But now I've purchased it for someone poor and needy in a foreign country yeah. that I've never met and will never meet. Yeah. Who didn't even necessarily ask for it. So I, there's a handful of MLMs in like the church world that I've been exposed to that have the have that sort of oh like we're we're sourcing our materials from fair trade yada yada to help other people in other countries kind of thing and i'm sure it's not necessarily rude or mean or anything like that but that's just where oh, my brain yeah. went i mean there are guitar companies that yep <laughs> oh i know exactly where you're going with that i mean i don't know i can we we under threat of litigation, we're not going to talk about Under threat that. of litigation, yeah. We can't actually talk about that. But generally speaking, uh, hypothetically- Which is weird because it's on their fucking website. If there was a company that was to say, hey, for every guitar pedal that you buy, X amount of dollars goes to. I mean, that kind of, that's a, a business model that appeals to people who mean well, but don't yeah, want to actually ton- get involved in the activism right. process. Well, and there are tons of great companies like Caroline Guitar Company- They'll do limited runs and they'll be like, hey, a portion of process is going to go to a great cause. That's not their like sure. normal business. Fox Cairo's done the same thing. It's yeah. it's not particularly strange that there is that disconnect, um, no. which is always interesting to see. Yeah, I think th- I think the the correct the term that I've seen used for that um, just in my very limited because I've done some content marketing for like NGO stuff. Was like one Fox Cairo needs to become an MLM. That's it. That's get, your guitar playing will get better. It, it's not even about that. It's just accessorizing. It's expressing yourself. Mm-hmm. And you can always change out your toppers, which I've had several recurring customers are like, cool, like I love this for a season, but I want to switch it up now because season, it's season affordable accessory. It's very easy to swap out. But no, I, I, I think that's the. Uh, I think that's the power move. Yeah. I don't I can't actually bring myself to do that, but I think it would be hilarious to try. I think that would be hilarious to try, especially since I I've... do the Lululemon thing where you just like send people whatever and some of it's good, some of it's bad, but they just have to buy it sight unseen. You get what you get. Uh LuLaRoe. LuLaRoe, not Lululemon. Lululemon's yep. the real company. LuLaRoe yep. is the Lula Rich. That was a bonkers documentary. Oh my God. Did you watch that on Amazon? Nah. I did. I'm sorry. It has some like Seattle roots. Oh, really? Like one of the first big salespeople was in Tacoma. That's not Seattle. Oh, Pacific Northwest. (laughs) Someone listening to Coma just went, ah! Stop taking, stop stealing our MLM thunder! Yeah. Not Seattle Roots. Let's, let's just blame. I think it might have been like Gig Harbor, actually. Okay. Pacific Northwest. Generally because speaking. Someone in Tacoma is still yelling, though. <laughs> <laughs> ah, fuck you. 
<laughs> All right, fifteen minutes in, I've dropped three f bombs. That's eh. Eh. my brain's just now going through the whole like how how would I build Fox Cairo into an MLM moving forward? Just like transform the business. <laughs> I- this is this is Andrew's villain origin story. <laughs> <laughs> villain origin story but i'm trying to think like pyramid schemes are illegal andrew mlms are not mlms are not and what if there is a way what if there is a way to build it in a way that doesn't actually hurt people there's not that's the point (laughs) (laughs) that's the point i'm gonna redeem this irredeemable business structure are you gonna let it trickle down you take an mlm and then you Combine it with trickle-down economics. Two things that don't work. Demonstrably don't work. All the Reaganites are just... Do we have Reaganites who listen to this podcast? I mean, maybe. maybe. Uh, but to them, I would say don't piss on me and call it trickle-down economics. So. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh... Just call it what it is, a, a, a presidential good time. But uh, I got a what's new. I'm going to open it. Oh, do it. I got I my suppose knife. It, a kniffy. I got a pink bag. It's pink. Pink is a good sign, possibly. Pink is a sign. It's from Demonic Machines, and they always take such care in their boxing. Last time I got a package from them, I was really impressed with um, the care they put into um, just the box. Yep. It's so nice. And I'm really excited about this one. Because I don't know if you even know who this is, Andrew. The bone is in the signal. Demonic machines kill fascists. Nice. Remember that time I wore a This Reverb Kills Fascist shirt during a reverb demo? And someone said, left a comment about, like, what did I think, what made me think Donald Trump was a fascist? And I'm like, I didn't even talk about Donald Trump in this video. But if we wanted to talk about the Tangerine Palpatine, we could, but neither here nor there. How did you go there? I didn't. You're the one who went there. And then you delete the comment. That is so a year and a half ago. (laughs) Two years almost. Oh, do you even know who this is? Andrew? I I can't see it through the, uh, the video compression right now. Oh, do you know who Divine is? No. <laughs> the famous drag queen, Divine? No, I'm sorry. I have a Divine Chorus. <gasps> sorry, I just saw the serial number. Angie and Lucky, thank you so much for sending me serial number 666. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I... The... <laughs> The way I just gasped. So it's a divine chorus. It's based on the CE2. And I am so excited. I'm so excited for this. Yes. Yes. All right. But um, yeah, I'll be playing this later. <clears throat> I The other thing I have on my, my table right now are I have both Hawaiian pizzas. My Russian nice. and my American, my normal. Gotcha. I gotta say, I think I like the Russian Hawaiian pizza better. Interesting. Yeah, it's hard to hard to explain. Uh, Philippe had been asking me like, which one do you like better? Can you hear a difference? And I was like, I haven't had time to like play them both, and now I have, and I'm like, they sound very they they do sound very different. They have the same like energy. But yeah, yep. they sound quite different. I'm glad I have both. All right. What, what's different about it? What do you like better? I don't 
is almost like a tightness to it, I guess. I don't know. I have to do it more. I I, I didn't have a ton of time on Friday because Rick came downstairs and uh, he was just sitting on the sofa watching me practice guitar and I didn't, I, I took that as my cue to like, maybe go, go spend, spend time. time. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so um, I did. And uh, yeah, but uh, the, the little time I did get, I'm like, yeah, this is very different. Um, I don't know, maybe more upper meds or something. Sure. I, I just didn't have enough time to really nail it down. My memory's blanking super hard, but am I remembering correctly that it's loosely based on a muff? No. Okay. Yeah, all right. <clears throat> it's loosely based on... The font tells me a dumble. Yeah. All right, all right. I, uh... Yeah, I don't think I've got anything new this week aside from just picking up the acoustic. I'm trying to think. I was thinking about. I don't know if I'm going to do it, and if I do, you'll, if I do it, when it tomorrow because tomorrow's the holiday. So I've got an extra day, and Melissa's going to be out for the evening. So I was thinking about setting up my table area here with like a couple of a uh, couple of cameras and doing that Lego build behind me. Oh yeah, you should because I'm I don't have anything I'm planning on publishing tomorrow. So I don't you know, like, go live and do that. I could do it live. I could do it. Probably YouTube Live makes the most sense. I mm-hmm. could probably figure that out. You know, last yeah. time I tried to do a live stream like a year ago, it was a disaster. But I've since updated my PC quite a bit, so I think I'd, I think I'll be all right mm-hmm. if I try to run it. Mm-hmm. So. I was, Toying with the idea. I'm not sure I'm going to do it yet, but we'll see. Depends on how much cleaning I can, and shopping I can get done today. You do mm-hmm. some grocery shopping. I need to do some work clothes shopping, all that boring stuff. Yeah, I just, I don't think I have tomorrow off, unfortunately. I had the option to. There's like, my company treats like there's primary holidays and secondary holidays, and like we get all the primary holidays off, but like, I don't remember the exact number. Say there's 10 secondary holidays. We only get to take seven, but it's up to us. Take it as a floating holiday. And uh, I opted to take it. Nice. Nice. That'd be fun. I do not want to go to work tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. I have a gig coming up on um, March 12th. I think that's a Saturday and tentatively April 3rd. So that's going to be some exciting stuff. March would I wonder, be Jerf, and then April 3rd would be a um, um, tribute band situation. Yeah, I'm bummed. I, I uh, One of my favorite bands is playing Showbox Soto next Monday. And I already have plans for that night. And part of me is like, do I... Can't Do see. I bail on the plans and go see the show or? Yes. But I the plans are also fun. I'm going. What are they? The The current plan is to go to a Scotch Malt Whiskey Society tasting event with my Scottish friend. Is that, how often does that <laughs> tasting event happen? Not super often. How often does the band come to Seattle? Every year or two. Which happens more often? I would Probably do the, thing the tasting. The... I would I'd maybe also tell your friend can... that the musicians need the money more. <laughs> I also don't think I can get off work early enough for the show. What time is the show? Shows at seven, doors open at six, and I don't get off work till seven. The doors are at six? The show is at seven? Yeah. Are your friends the op- is the band you like the opener? No. So they're at like eight or nine. Yeah, I guess if I got down there and maybe that, tight. that seems really early for a wintertime show in Seattle. Yeah, uh, so like I was gonna try and get out of work early that day, anyways, because the event I'm trying to go to is at seven. Uh, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Sounds like you're kind of get close. Either way, ah, decisions. 
I'll probably make up my mind this week. I'll probably make up my mind, text my buddy, say I'm going to bail, and then go check for the concert and see the tickets are sold out. With well, my maybe luck. you should do that first. I don't know any of the opener bands either, though. Like, I just want to see the headliner. It's Under Oath. Oh, oh. And I'm not super in love with their new album, which is probably what they're going to be playing on. Oh my God, I love that their website's still Under Oath 777. <laughs> why, why would they change it? I don't know. I, I just, I, I think I forgot that that was, uh, that, that was their uh, URL for forever. Uh-huh. All right. I'm pulling up tickets right now. How much are they? Tickets start at $35 and it's GA. With. Spirit Box, Bad Omens, and Stray from the Path. I don't know a single one of those bands. Four band build? Don't. No. Sorry. Go to the tasting. Just go to the tasting. Don't go to a four band build. No. Under Oath won't be on until 10 or 11. Yep. And Dude. 11's like my bedtime. Whereas the event I'm going to ends at night, I can come home, have a chance to chill, and then go to sleep at a regular time. Man, I'm getting old. No, it's not that you're getting old. It's that four band bills suck. Yeah, the couple of times I've seen them were a two band bill and a three band bill. Four bands? I thought we all agreed during the pandemic to not do this to people anymore. Oh, my God. Yeah. I think I think if I'd liked their new album more which i've only listened to it once and maybe i just need to listen to it a couple times to get my head around it <clears throat> maybe i'd be more inclined yeah does that, does that make me a bad fan no although they're they're playing on the you know what i really want to go see them for is the 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 cruise i think we talked about this already but i really want to go on that cruise like november it's the emo's not dead cruise oh they're yeah the, just go to that they're one of the bands just do that you save up you save up it it's so expensive, but maybe I could pull it off. Just make it your vacation for the next year and a half or whatever. You haven't been on vacation, like a real vacation. Yeah, we'll see. Spend your Anyways, money on experiences. Speaking of ways to spend your money, what's new in the news this week? And uh, how can what, what hot takes can I provide on said news? Well, it's been like... So... For years, someone has mocked up a, a normal Boss Compact size pe- image of like an RE2, the Echo Space Station, Space Space Echo, Space Station, Space Echo. Yep. And uh, apparently, it's real now. Nice. Did Boss see it? Was like. What I want to know is, yeah. how long has that been in the works? Did they did they see the screenshot in like 2014 on the gear page or whatever and went, well, maybe that's possible. I don't know how we could get all that in there. And they've just been working on like getting small, like their circuit board smaller and smaller yeah. like as a back burner project until one day someone's like, hey, I think we actually got it. Like had a little bit of extra time to kill on a Friday and finished out the circuit board design. I'm like, wait a minute, that actually might work. Yeah. Or was like the original image actually just like a a, Long-term a hype. Yeah. A, yeah. a leak. Because, <laughs> like, I didn't believe it. I just, because it's been, I've been looking it's at been that circulating for so, so long. long. Yeah. I was like, no, April Fool's came early. Yep. Because someone was selling them on eBay. And then they were forced to cancel. Is oh, what no. they said. And I was like, oh, someone's just sell- selling something that doesn't exist. It happens. It's pretty normal. They had to cancel. Yep. And then... The actual announcement comes out. It's on the boss website. You're like, what? What? How? I mean, I'm definitely going to get one. Uh, yeah, that I'd be down for that for sure. Yeah. I think my main rig, I, I'd almost put that at the end of my rig after my, uh, or and replace the PN2 on my rig. Well, then you're going to sell the PN2 back to me. Um, Maybe. Well, I I might just keep it, too. I'm not going to sell it to somebody else. Chill. Chill, girl. 
It's been nearly 50 years since the inception of the original Roland Space Echo. 50 years this effect has been in the in the world. And 15 years since the RE20 was released. And now, coming soon... I'm actually... Wait. This is odd. Have you actually been to the... I'm going to ping this to you. To the actual product page? No, I haven't. I've just been seeing everyone, like, freaking out about it. Because it is... I swear... I swear, if this is actually like a long, like a long haul April Fool's joke, I wouldn't be fully surprised. No, but they could. They no, people no, would they be wouldn't. so pissed. They'd be so mad. But it is just a. Um, this is it's smart. It's just an email address collection. Yep. But they don't sell direct, so I. I mean, I get why they're collecting your email address because it's still important, but it's. Oh, it looks so good. They don't sell direct, but they can say, hey, this is what the new thing is. Check out our dealers. Yeah, no, yeah, I know. Help bud their dealer network. But the only picture also is this side. It's just this one picture. That's all they have is one one picture from the I side. I mean, there. it's enough for me. So there's a control. There's an expression slash control. Yep. Stereo in, stereo out. It looks, looks like, like there's, there's the set tempo, tempo. slot yeah. or hold. Yep. Flutter and wow. So it looks like the, it looks exactly like the um, SY1 layout yep. with the, um, each knob is two knobs, except for the last one, which is uh, 11 settings to go between. Yep. So definitely wow and flutter tone and something that I can't Get read the last Seven one. controls then? Yeah. Include it includes mode, so six controls and then mode. Not gonna lie, I part of me hates double stack pots like that, and the other part of me is like, it's so cool. I don't, I don't mind them. Like on the SY one, I they act. It's actually pretty neat. Yeah, it's a great mm-hmm. way to fit. I, I'd rather let me put it this way: I would rather have a double stack knob than have a secondary function where I can't see visually where everything is set. That's probably my, like if Maris could just do double stack pots, I, I would like Maris pedals significantly more. more. It's not that I don't like them, but my my poor brain can't keep up with that. Yeah. It's interesting to me that that they would do the space echo in a compact. I mean, this compact form obviously is like, that's their bread and butter that sells the most. Yep. But they have the 200 series now. They do, and they still haven't done a reverb for the 200 series, have they? No, which is weird. That was one of the things that I, I thought was strange when they first released. I'm like, where is the reverb? Maybe I they're was just... literally looking for the reverb when they when they released that. Like, where the frick is the reverb? Maybe they... The uh... IR200, SY200, DD200, EQ... They did an EQ200. That was the weirder thing to me. I'm like, yep. Although, like that, that's cool. super neat utility pedal. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. MD and OD. Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't they have a re? I don't know. It sell. Guarantee you, it would sell very yeah. well. Because my, I, I'm really glad they did the SY200. I'm still waiting to get my hands on one of those. Um. It's uh. God, where'd my brain happen? Brain. Because uh, the SY2, the only beef I had with it is I couldn't do presets. Sure. Yeah. So, and then for each sound, I would want to then go to, like, if I liked one lead sound, I'd want to change the settings so much on a pad sound and the other parameters. So the SY200 is very smart. I am very excited about it. I think I think it makes sense not to do Space Echo in a 200 series format just because we've been waiting for that compact format for so long. Yeah. I think that's giving the – that is the textbook definition of giving the people what they what want. What they want, yeah. Although if you what? want to look at it cynically, <laughs> you could just read it. The headline is uh, company puts in zero effort to giving the customer what they want. 
Well, I don't. Who cares? It's like right. <laughs> I, I I cannot think of another like how more how they just crowdsourced a puddle. They yeah. fully crowdsourced and the puddle. As a and- Star Wars fan, I, I have zero issues with being pandered to. So. <laughs> It is pandering. I'll take it. It's fine. It's fine. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? It doesn't have to be being... a bad thing. As long as you're getting what you want. I think this is significantly cooler on so many levels than that tone bender fuzz collab that they did. Just going to toss that out there. There's so many tone benders. This is significantly yeah. cooler. This is significantly harder to do. Yeah, you know it's funny. I've actually got the the shell of a RE twenty sitting above my desk. Just the shell. Yeah, just the shell. <laughs> I, I bought it from someone does uh, rehousing. Oh yeah. And so it was just the old shell, and I was, the plan was to take it and do mock ups for a uh, Fox Hero, measure it all out for twenty series, and then mm-hmm. I haven't prioritized it because I've had almost no requests for toppers for that series. Yeah. So. Someone uh, rehoused in RE20? Yep. Okay. Here you go. I mean, yeah, do what you want. I get it. But, like... I don't know what I'm going to do with this. Aside from what I initially bought it for. Yeah. I'll figure it out someday. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder if I could do something fun with just the empty shell here. Send it to somebody to build a surprise pedal inside of it. Empty shell. Yeah. It's a neat casing. I forgot I had this until we started talking about it. All right. What else is new this week? Uh, Fender's Ensenada factory uh, got hit by fire. That's not good. No, it's not good. That is the factory that makes all of their... It was just one of the warehouses, apparently. they No word on the damage, but... um. That factory creates all of their mid-price made in Mexico guitars and uh, including the acoustic player Telecaster. Mm, yeah, that's mm-hmm. not ideal. Cue, no. uh, cue all the boomers saying, I, back in my day, I could buy a made in Mexico for $300 brand new. Yeah, but $300 back then was like $900 now. Sure. Thank God. <laughs> not quite, not quite. I know it's not quite. God. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just like, I have to anticipate, dude. I am on TikTok now, and now I know that if I say just like the smallest thing. That just sounds exhausting. And to all the nitpickers, I say. I made a joke about scurvy. There was some guy on an oil rig, and he wanted to show how dark the uh, oil rig was at night. So he threw an orange off the pier of the oil rig. And Social media comments just screamed to me like people don't understand that. Picking your battles is important. I made a joke like, don't you need the oranges for like the scurvy? And for some reason, that video kind of blew up a little bit. And a couple people were like, isn't that limes? I'm like, what the fuck? What do you what do you think is in the limes that prevents scurvy? It's vitamin C. It's vitamin C. And then some other guy. I responded to one of those comments and the guy I responded to and I actually, we, we, we were fine. We were just joking around. But um, one of the guys was like, you're really condescending. Every time I do a reply to a comment, someone calls me like condescending because I'm like laughing as I'm like replying because I'm having fun. There's always going to be someone who says like, if you're laughing while you're correcting someone, you're being condescending. Right. Or you're talking, if you're laughing while you're talking to someone, you're being condescending. I'm like, I don't care what you think. I mean, that, it, like, the corporate equivalent feels like holding some, like, someone being, like, complaining about being micromanaged when they're really just being held accountable for not doing their job. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but man, it's that I'm not the problem. They must be the problem. Yeah. But yeah. So I learned a lot about scurvy this week just because, oh. just because I made a joke about it. Well, yes, uh, you can indeed use oranges to stave off scurvy. Apparently the British uh, were called limeys, but only because even though limes have less vitamin C, which I didn't realize they had that much less vitamin C, they were used because they were cheaper. 
Mm. So the Brits just got a really good deal on Lyme, so that's why they gave them to their sailors, even though they weren't as good at staving off scurvy. And also, well, they didn't rot as quickly as oranges. Yeah. And I didn't. I just. I just made a joke about throwing an orange off a pier. Everyone was making jokes about this video. Oh my god! How dare you exist in this world? Apologize for it now. I never asked to be born. <laughs> Nobody asks to be born. All right. What else we got in the news this week? Are we done with the fire? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm not sure what else there is to say about it. Like, uh, yeah. do, do, do we want to spin up like a wild conspiracy theory about how like the CEO of Epiphone is like, like, no, we, <laughs> if we can't beat him in the marketplace, uh, beat him T in the warehouse. TC Electronic launches the Impulse IR loader, a compact cab sim pedal. Compact. All right. So just mono. 99 it can load up to 99 digital responses but yes it's mono okay <laughs> it has a similar form factor to the ditto plus with a foot switch screen volume parameter control and two left right selector buttons interesting it comes with a few irs and supports Files of up to 200 MS. Blah, 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 blah. 119 pounds. Oh, I'm reading us on guitar.com. So only 200 milliseconds on that, though? Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. But I mean, that sounds like a, a budget option, anyways. Yeah. I mean, I. how much is the Cab Zeus Mono? 200? TC Electronic. Wait, Cabzus is GFI, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just trying to get a price and ah. so 129 bucks and then Cabzus Mono, which has more parameters. Yep. Like you can control things 199 bucks. I think I would yep. just spend the extra money. Yep. TC is a brand that was cool about five years ago, and I, I've just lost entire interest in. Are they owned by Music Zoo? Or is that? Uh, they're they're owned by uh, Behringer. That's Music Zoo, right? Blanking off the top of my head. Behringer. Behringer's like parent company is, I forget the name of. Music Zoo might be it. Okay. But it's just like the greater umbrella for all things that Uli does. Um, Imagine just like owning a city in China. That's just wild. Um, Brian May says, I'm just reading headlines from guitar.com. Brian May says, kids today don't know the Beatles as much as they ought to. That's a direct quote. Hopes for a Bohemian Rhapsody style biopic. No, bad Brian May. Bad. But why? Because are you Bohemian trying to erase Rhapsody, history? No, Bohemian Rhapsody is a biopic trying to erase history because that is not a historically accurate biopic. That movie lied about stuff for no fucking reason. Why did you lie about things that were like good story to make them like boring? <laughs> like, like, why did you take things that were like fine? And then lie about them to try to make the story more interesting. But it just you, 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 you instead relied on like old rock and roll stereotypes like, oh, Queen actually recorded their first album because someone needed to test equipment in a studio. That's actually way cooler than selling the van to pay for studio space because that's a boring ass rock and roll trope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Look, Freddie Mercury I'm just saying, was actually roommates with like the guys in the band. That's 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 more interesting than like walked up than just like making shit up. Why would you do that? Ah, <laughs> I don't want another biopic that just lies for no reason. If I want a, a, a biopic to be like fanciful and lie and make me wonder what's true, I want it to be like Rocket Man <laughs> and like actually fun. 
Not make sure. me sad and lie to me at the same time, but for no reason. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying, like, I, I would watch a Beatles biopic uh, if it was as historically accurate as Almost Famous. I mean, it, they, there's still entertainment value to be had. <laughs> Almost Famous is one of the greatest movies ever made. It really is. Oh, my God. That's a movie I could probably, like, quote. That's a movie that, like, I... Don't do drugs. Francis is, like, amazing (laughs) in that. Your mom freaked me out, man. I, uh... No, that movie's great. It's one of those, like, I almost wish it was real kind of quality of storytelling. I I mean, it's based on real stuff. Cameron Crowe's real like experiences as right. lying about his age to write for Rolling Stone. Oh, uh, that couldn't ever happen today. Yeah, well now we check. Check ID, which I suppose is probably a good thing. Well, he'd only ever talked to them on the phone. If if you remember, he never actually met he didn't meet them in person until the end of the movie. Right. He had just sent them writing and they were like, oh, this is great. Yep. So actually, I guess it kind of could. But now they would ask for like a W-9 in advance. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like before I start writing for people, they're like, I need a W-9. Like this just won't start. They won't start. I uh, Now I'm trying to think like the headline, like alternate headline is uh, I, rock and roll band ironically supports child labor. <laughs> Oh my god, they would be in so much legal trouble. That's not- Oh yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Like endangerment oh, yeah. of a minor? Endangerment of a minor. Multiple minors. Statutory. Oh, so uh, much statutory rape. Uh, <laughs> R word. Yep. Uh, yeah, no, I mean I mean it's, it's a great an- movie. Russell is a bad guy. Like yep. the worst. That like so- uh, 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 <laughs> what a terrible human it's like i think growing up is realizing that russell is not absolutely the good guy. an irredeemable bad guy yeah yep in real life a little bit too i like him in well the best of luck to whoever is now being tasked at whatever studio to try and acquire the rights for a beatles biopic <clears throat> uh Good luck to them. Uh, and I much prefer the version of them from Lockhart. Honestly, I don't care about the Beatles that much. I so, don't like the Beatles very much. I, I'm I'm glad that Brian May likes them. I'm, but I mean, obviously, he likes them. He grew up listening right. to them. It's fine for music to evolve. It's fu- it's fine for te- for us. It's fine to as- admit that music was like felt timeless at the time but doesn't necessarily resonate for infinite generations there are Beatles songs that will always be timeless I do believe that I think everyone's gonna learn Blackbird on guitar forever I've refused to learn Blackbird on guitar on principle there's no principle to not learning Blackbird on guitar (laughs) the principle is that everybody learns it and it the, the only principle that you have there is you are missing out on a learning experience and finger picking and learning the fretboard. That's the only principle is that's, that's, that's a great song for people to learn to gain comfort moving up and down the fretboard while fr- finger picking. It's a great exercise. I don't know sure. why you wouldn't learn it. Just because you don't like it. Starting to sound like Brian May there. <laughs> Dude. Just throwing out random ad hominem attacks now. You're starting to sound like Brian May. I'm starting to sound like the TikTok comments. I would love to sound like Brian May. That guy's that guy's got like doctorates. He's very smart and rich. He is. And has number one hits. Thank you for the compliment. <laughs> All right. Well, this podcast is now devolving into TikTok comment banter. Is it? But it that is. was. But we were complimenting each other. 
Oh, Premiere Guitar's uh, Instagram got hacked. Is it still hacked? <laughs> yeah. Instagram. It is? Have, have they recovered it yet? Or is it still an ongoing like hostage situation for the handle? Premiere Guitar. If I type in Premiere Guitar. Ooh. Mm-mm. They don't have it back yet. <laughs> if I type in Instagram.com slash Premiere Guitar, it says... PG team is informed about the hack. I am holding onto this name so they can get the Insta handle back for free ASAP. In the meantime, enjoy some Lego smiley face. <laughs> which, which really means stop sending me hate mail because I'm, I'm probably holding the account hostage until I get paid. Uh, I don't know about that. I think the other guy is, Someone else hacked it and is probably trying to get paid to like release it back to them. And this person right. is making sure someone isn't actually um, stealing the handle, squatting, squatting. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Do you think I still uh, know how to play back Blackbird on guitar? Chances are decent. <laughs> That's not bad for pulling out of the depths of memory. Muscle memory is forever. Well, best of luck to Premier Guitar for getting their Instagram handle back. Yeah, that's it. And uh, I mean, I, I'm going to steal one of your comments that you made on, I think, Tomob. But for everyone that's saying they should have enabled two-factor authentication to that, I say Instagram has not done a good job on making any of that really accessible for no. larger handles that, that require multiple social media management members to have access to. Yeah. They really force you to use something like, um, uh, last pass or something like that, which is hard and stupid. Two factor authentication is an enormous pain in the ass. Um, and it just doesn't really work when you have something that's done. Like if it's one or two people, even if it's like two or three people, even it's like, Okay, text Mar Marty and be like, "What? Okay, what? What's the code? Did you just get the code? I'm going to send you a code because I need to log in." Like, that's fine. But when it's a team and a company, it's, right. it doesn't it doesn't make sense, y'all. It doesn't make sense, and everyone really should be going through like you can go through Business Manager to do a lot of that stuff, Facebook Business yep. Manager, and they should, but. There is really no reason they shouldn't have been doing that. and But it's just, it is a lot easier to just log in. This is someone who has managed like social media accounts before. Right. It's a lot easier to just log in. It is a compelling reason to say this is the value of having a dedicated social media manager on staff or brand of medium sizing up. Uh, or even smallish to medium-ish sizing up that's a full-time gig that has a lot of brand value yeah security it's, being one of them security is one of them security um, asset management i mean at the same time it's impossible to take a vacation or like a night off when sure it's just one person i that's a job i don't envy it's a job i never want to have again and uh you know when i was in college i was like i would love to manage social media that looks that seems like a i'm pretty good at it i would i think that'd be a cool job to have and then i got a job in it and i was like this is the worst this is awful <laughs> yep i uh, i wouldn't want to do it i i already don't love doing it for for even just personal use at this point so yeah things have changed a lot um i think that as you get older you get like tired of it i Generally speaking, like I enjoy it. I really do. Now that I can, I, for my own stuff or get offset, like I, I can clap back at people when I want, man. I can, I can tell them like, you know, you're allowed to keep thoughts in your head, right? Like right. I can, when I was doing it for like racetracks and stuff, 
You can't say that. I couldn't say anything. I had to just be nice, yep. but which, which unfortunately that was before the shift of people being like, this shouldn't just be a customer service voice. This should be like, people now are like, social media could be snarky and probably should be like, I think people. Oh, Wendy's has been great for that. I think the LA Kings kind of started it for sports. And uh, I know people don't like the LA Kings, but they were really the first ones who were laying the snark. And that was kind of directed at other sports teams, not fans. Sure. But um, like, there's, I, I'm sorry. Like I, you gotta, you gotta be able to, you gotta be allowed to match energy. Right. That's how I feel. Like someone's being nice to you. Always be nice, be nice back at them. If someone is coming at you, like when I was doing X Games Austin, I remember we blocked somebody because he was being really abusive, and yep. he just got his friends to like come in and just, just like a wave of attacks. Sure. And I mean that was obviously a very long time ago, but it sucked, man. That was hard. Yep. That was a really hard weekend. Um. And all we were doing was like what our job and what we were told and what we were allowed to do. I mean, in general, I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, customer facing jobs, having the option to, uh, to match energy and, or just be like, okay, cool. If that's the way you're going to play it, then you're out. It, I know yeah. that we just served your meal, but you can't treat our servers that way. Get out of the restaurant. Yeah. Or, I was, I was, I want to talk to the manager. I'm like, but why you're being rude. Get out. Yeah. Well, there. Well, who do you think trained me? Is kind of the thing for like right. you. I, you want to talk to the manager? Okay. Who do you think trained me to give you the answer I'm giving you now? Right, right. Yeah, I mean, like you know, to to like Guitar Center's credit, with my experience in retails, we did kick people out of the store. Uh, it wasn't super common, but we did. Yeah. So, I just wish it was. I wish the threshold was a little hot, a little lower for what it took to get kicked out. People for should the, be held accountable for their actions. For the theme park, if they laid their hands on one of us, that was that was pretty much instant ban. Yeah, but that was like the only thing they could cuss mm -hmm. at us, and we would just say, "Okay, once you start cussing at us, we're not allowed to talk to you anymore." But like to actually get security involved, they had if they had to touch had to us, get physical. They had to touch us, and you don't want you don't want to have it to get to that point. No, 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 not at all. No. That 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 shouldn't. Yeah, uh, that, at that point, it's gone too far. Yeah, and that's not protecting your your employees. But all I know is the best thing Facebook ever did was um, hide comments. Like the shadow banning thing, like yep. where this person thinks they're still talking. They think they're still doing something. Bless their heart. They can still see their <laughs> comments. Their friends can still see their comments. No one else can. Yep. That's a, uh, that's a really helpful feature for TikTok, sure. TikTok needs that like so hard because I would do that a lot. Well, I think I'm out of reactionary hot takes. I'm out of coffee. I'm also out of coffee. I need more coffee. All right. Well, everybody, I'm making coffee. Who wants coffee? Well, we have a uh, Patreon at patreon.com slash get offset. We, uh, my camera stopped. <laughs> Look at that. How about it? Can you still hear me? I can hear you. you Great. Well, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for understanding. Until next time, my name is Emily. And my name is Andrew. What a handsome woman I am. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's the uh, that's the thumbnail. All right. <laughs>